0: Okay, you're about to listen to episode 26 of the Bossy Beach podcast. This was a really cool chat I had with somebody that was unexpected and I just want to remind everybody that the whole reason I do this podcast is because I like to seek out uh, just kind of everyday people that are flying under the radar but they're doing really cool and interesting shit <laughs> and just going about their lives but they're actually quite extraordinary and I love this story and chatted with Alex Meadow and she did something pretty amazing. Oh, I thought it was amazing. I think you will too. And this episode is proudly sponsored by the Elsa Mitchell Mentor Academy, which I'm really excited about. That is about to open in the next uh, – in about four weeks from now, I think. So that is a 12-month mentorship program for women in business. And if you are looking to put in all the foundations for your business, SEO, social media, digital marketing, email marketing – you name it, customer journeys, copywriting, websites, learning about Google Analytics, all of that, then come and join my academy for 12 months. You will get a ton of information and me and not only that, you will get the community that you need so that you can make some friends in business because it's all about building relationships and you can find some clarity so that you can move forward head on over to au and check out the Mentor Academy or shoot me an email at hello at au if you'd like to find out some more information. I hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women, killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? I right, get out of here. With the podcast. Hey, welcome to the Bossy Beach podcast. Today I am chatting with someone who's a little bit of a stranger. Normally when I interview people, they're my already my best friend. I've known them for ages and I know everything about them. Today I've decided to kind of wing it and fly by the seam of my pants and take a chance on a complete stranger who I only became aware of uh, over the weekend. But she did something really, really amazing. And I was like, oh my God, I have to get you on my podcast immediately. Uh, so today I'm chatting with Alex Meadows, who is a hairdresser. She has Norma Jean, Norma Jean, Jimmy Dean, mm-hmm. yep. hairdressing. She does some crazy hairstyles. And thank you so much for chatting with me today, Alex. Thank you for having me, Elsa. It's, You're it's taking lovely. a chance on me as much as I am on you. I just had a good vibe. I had a good vibe. So, Alex, what happened on Friday night?
1: Well. My dreams were realised and we raised a lot of money for the Daniel Morecambe Foundation by putting a lot of talented people together in a room and it could have gone wrong, but it didn't. It, it was a huge so success. Well. Um, and people even enjoyed themselves, they said.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> so I got invited to go to the Great Spectacular uh, on Friday night by a friend of mine and I kind of, it was one of those things where I just said yes and I had absolutely no idea what I was going to and I didn't mm-hmm. know anyone other than my friend that invited me and she was kind of like, oh, sorry, uh, I'll be backstage the whole night you probably won't even see me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I was quite nervous actually um, and people think because I'm extroverted and I'm loud that I just love this shit but I actually get quite nervous showing up to things by myself where I don't know anyone. Are and an introverted extrovert? I think I maybe I am. I don't know. Yes, I must be. There's a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. I'm an introverted yeah. extrovert. It happens, and no one <laughs> believes me when I say. Yes,
1: yeah. I love <laughs> like, a quiet room.
0: Yes. Oh my god. So yes, I, I rocked up to this thing, and oh my god, I just had the best night. It was amazing. As always, I met amazing people, and as the night unfolded, as the the kind of the why that event happened sort of unfolded as well and I learned about you Alex that you had organized this event and why did you organize this event?
1: Well I've done some self-improvement with uh, a lady called Lani Nalu and she's a very great cheerleader. She helps people all over the world actually now. She's she's got a huge reach um, but I've never done any self-improvement before. She lit up a, a fire in me and. She supports a charity called OUR. It's uh, Operation Underground Railroad, and they get kids out of sex trafficking and adults out of sex trafficking as well. So she had us on a, a Zoom meeting with one of the advocates from there, and, um, yeah, he let us know about some of the details and I broke down. So I I had, um, I keep forgetting your name, you know Hermione that was at the UN? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Hermione Granger, what's her name? Oh, yeah, after? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so she said, I she should was know because my daughter's obsessed with Harry Potter. Emma, yeah. no. Yes, yeah, Emma. Anyway, she said something really poignant.
1: And I'm sure it's not her quote, but she said, If not you, who? If not now, when? So I had to do something. And I've got all these talented clients. They are all eclectic. I must attract that. <laughs> and they they tell whoever they do their awesome stuff with to come to me and, yeah, that's how it happened.
0: Sorry, I got to chill as you said everything you just said then, but can we go back to who you said helped with your self-improvement, Lani Nalu? Lani Nalu, yeah. Lani Nalu. Okay, um, that's somebody I'm going to definitely, because I haven't heard of her before. Um, is she an Australian
1: no, she she was based in America. She's in Bali at the moment. Yeah, half a lot. She's travelled the world, helping helping the ladies.
0: How did you come to come across her, and what made you kind of go? You know, she's just she's just really
1: real. Mm. Um, I found her on Facebook. I had quit drinking the year before, and that was a hard slog. And I thought, what am I going to do this year? So, I found her on a Facebook ad. And she was going to be around where I am, so yeah, I paid my forty-seven dollars and went to her um, her her day that she was holding, and yeah, I've never been the same since. So yeah, get on to her; she's great.
0: That is amazing, so transformational. Like, yeah, yeah, I uh, I will get ask you more questions around it later. But did I hear correctly that it, you did this as like your birthday, your fortieth birthday? Yeah. Instead yeah, I, I of like do a love, party.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I do love throwing events. Um but I thought, yeah, let's let's do something that's actually gonna affect people positively instead of just getting people around my place and going,
0: Yay, 40. <laughs> I can't get over it. It's amazing. So what happened was there was this great great show, the great spectacular, and it was around the greatest showman, which I love. Um my kids are huge fans, and my son, I used to have to put that album on. And play it softly while he would go to sleep because he was just oh, so upset. you knew the words. <laughs> I knew the words. I was singing the whole time. And um, I loved that. Yeah, it was quite an eclectic group of people, which I absolutely yeah. loved. Um, you, re- It really, uh, I think, aligned with the greatest showman and everything that movie is even about. And Great. the talent was incredible. We, the mm-hmm. lady next to me, um, Natalie, we were kind of because you on one side there was the stage people singing and then on the other side there was those beautiful children dancing, Hugo mm. and um I forgot yeah, yeah. yo yo. Oh my god, yeah. adorable. And so our head was kind of flicking from one side to the you didn't know where to look. And I couldn't believe I think the girl with the blonde hair, um, with the pink, and someone said it was one of her first yeah. shows. Yeah. Is that so, true? So-
1: Beth Thursby she used to be on Young Talent Time obviously the later versions of Young Talent Time and just didn't sing after that She self-taught and she, well she sat in my chair and I was like well you're gonna have to sing for me uh, and I sent her Never Enough and I said do you reckon you could just bash this out and she said
0: yeah sure. She was absolutely amazing amazing she I was just yes. so blown away I, you know all weekend I was telling everyone oh my gosh and uh, you know I was trying to find her on Instagram like a good yes. stalker you know yes. and I just like Natalie that sat next to me we were both like oh my gosh when she's on the voice we're gonna be like me no <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah it's the first time she was on
1: stage as an adult singing
0: wow that's so amazing and so the whole evening it was kind of um, you had a variety of different tickets. I was, of course, like VIP down the front, yeah. front of the stage, drinking booze, having dinner. It was fabulous. And you made twenty thousand dollars, didn't you, for the Daniel Morcom Foundation?
1: Yeah, It turns out it's gonna be twenty-five.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Well, That's... no specifically after all the all the bills are paid and stuff like that. But yeah.
0: That's extraordinary. And especially the first time running the event. And one of the questions I had for you today was actually, oh, so do you just throw events like this willy-nilly? Like is this just a normal thing for you or was that your first one?
1: (laughs) No, this is my first one. I I do want to throw another one, but now I'm scared because I think I've peeped. (laughs)
0: oh no way I think you should do it again next year it was so amazing but as well I wanted to talk as a hairdresser because I was a hairdresser for 20 years owned a salon for 13 years and loved... thank you for your service <laughs> yeah, I feel like I deserve some kind of prize yeah. <laughs> but hairdressers we know a lot of people right because I'm like how the yeah. hell did you find all these people Oh, she's a hairdresser, well, no wonder, because we have a really huge network. It's one of the powerful things about being a hairdresser, mm-hmm. yep, so true. They just all turned up in my seat because they they all talk to each other and
1: they all want colorful hair.
0: yes, and that's your signature look I is very bright, fabulous out there kind of hair. I'm looking at you right now, and your hair's like <laughs> a fluorescent green <laughs> um. <laughs> It's beautiful. And so did I hear right that most of the performers and people that contributed, most of them donated their time, right, to do this show?
1: Yeah. The people that were putting their lives at risk are definitely getting paid, but the rest of them, yeah, they they donated their time.
0: Now, because you had the West Australian Police Force there. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, are these guys real or are they just wearing... (laughs)
1: Fake no, real. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a they, they call them a pipe band because they've got bagpipes as well that are normally there but I thought that would be a bit much and didn't go <laughs> so I just had the drums yeah
0: they were fabulous and I love how you got up on stage and you actually told the story about why you had the WA police there yeah it's pretty random right I know, but would you like to share that again for our listeners? Because if anyone doesn't know the Daniel Morecambe, I'm talking as if everybody just knows that story because I know that story. It's something that's always re- been really close to my heart because as a mother with yeah. three kids, I remember watching the Morecambe family on 60 Minutes of One of Those Shows when my daughters, they have twin girls, when they were little and just going, oh, my God, I've not had those conversations with my kids. You know, I really, it really was something that really, resonated and hit home with me and I remember thinking I need to talk to my girls like I've never even thought to start having those conversations you know first time mum and I remember starting to have that conversation and then was probably within the next week after watching that family I got home one day and I raced upstairs to go to the toilet and I could hear my two little girls out in the driveway talking to someone and I raced out and looked at the balcony and I could see a white van parked on the side of the road and I've raced downstairs and I've gone, come inside. Oh, my gosh, what are you doing? You're not allowed to go out by yourselves and you don't talk to people. And they said, Mum, whoa, 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 it's okay. He was nice. Mm, Wow. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, sit down, we need to talk.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that everyone said about this. It looks normal. He was very charismatic and you wouldn't even think that he would do that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, so this is Daniel Morecambe's murderer we're talking about now and can you share the story about how the West Australian police played their part in solving that crime? Um,
1: Well, he moved to WA. Um, He actually lived in a caravan park for a really long time for a couple of years because um, it wasn't very popular in Brisbane because he was all over the news. So he escaped to WA and he went to back to Brisbane for a royal inquest, I think that's what it's called, and lied again and said that his alibi was lying so that they really needed a confession. So then he flew back to Perth but the WA police and the Brisbane police worked together and they were all over it and they put an undercover police officer next to him to get chummy with him. On and the plane? On the plane for the bare minimum and just exchange phone numbers. And from then this friend that he made promised him easy work in WA to join a crime syndicate and to get lots of money for it. And so they orchestrated all these fake things for him to do and then they said oh we really really like what you're doing we want to bump you up to the I don't know like the the bigger crime syndicate <laughs> <laughs> um, we go and talk to the big guy and this happened into the in the higher regency in Perth so this was where the confession was happening and that was not 2.6 kilometers from where we were the other night mm-hmm and they said to him, but you've got to tell this guy what you've done in your past, so you squeaky clean, the cops can't touch you, and so we can, you know, make it, fix it or whatever. So you've got to be truthful with this guy. So they went up up into the hotel room and this big guy said, look, I've had some pretty mean guys. I mean, I filtered that for you. I've had some pretty mean guys work for me. So just, I don't care what you've done. Just tell me what you've done. And then he confessed. He said, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I did it. And then the the crime big syndicate guy thing um, said, all right, I'll start fixing it now. Go and have lunch. They went and had lunch at the Como Hotel in South Perth. That's why when I was reading this, I was like, oh, my God, this happened here. This creep. Was here, like, and it it does take a village to bring up a child, but it obviously takes the country to protect them. Mm. Yeah,
0: what a, what a fucking dumbass was that guy! Oh, I just
1: <sighs> feel sorry for the WA police to having having to pretend to be his friend and oh. just what a great job they did!
0: What an and amazing I, outcome!
1: And after that, they 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 said, "Okay, we're going to have to go back, and um, I need you to take me to because they didn't know where Daniel was. They said we need to take you, um, we need you to take us back to his remains, and we have to clean all that up, and we just have to make it right." So, two undercover police officers flew back with him, walked to the place in the Glasshouse Mountains, and he said, "That's where I put it." Blah 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 blah. Here's his clothes. Arrested him immediately.
0: I actually feel like throwing up. Like, it's, I mean, it's incredible that his family was able to have that
1: closure, solution, after,
0: that closure. After 10 so years.
1: Three months and seven days.
0: Oh, sorry. How long had it been?
1: 10 years, three months and seven days.
0: Holy fuck. That's how long it took. I didn't realise that.
1: That was after the, when they went to court and it was an overwhelming guilty.
0: And Unbelievable, that was and that family—I just find them to be the most incredibly strong. You know, to move forward the way they have in their life, and I understand they've got other children. And you have to, you just have to. Yeah, but win. yeah, it could go either way. It could rip a family apart, and rightfully so. If it did rip your family yeah. apart, you know that's fair game. But they've created this foundation, which. I, I love. I just, I just find it so inspiring, mm. them to just, you know, get up and get on with it and use this horrific, like absolutely horrific, um, crime that happened to their family to m- try and make a difference for other families. And the other thing that really, I, and I, I didn't, I forgot this detail, but on Friday night, I was reminded that Daniel was thirteen. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of 13-year-olds down at the local shopping centre, getting the bus into the city. You know, at 13 yep. we start to give our kids quite a bit of leeway and you kind of start to feel like you're out of the, the woods, you know, with having to be so yes. vigilant with protecting them. Well, that's probably why his parents
1: let him go. And, and Absolutely. And where he lives is just a, like a small-knit community and everyone knows everyone. Yeah. So why why shouldn't he catch the bus down to the shops?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you should be allowed to catch the bus down to the yes. shops. I say this all the time. I live in Perth. I grew up on a farm. So I really struggle with what we can and can't let our children do these days I, I, as a farm girl. And we I live in Trigg, and we're right near Trigg Bushland near the beach. And I was just saying on the week uh, after going Friday night, I was speaking to friends over the week, and I said, our kids should be allowed to just go into Trigg Bushland and play and build yeah. cubby houses, and you know, have fun and build bike tracks. But there's no fucking way I'm going to let my little kids into Trick bushland because Trick, as you know, because you live in Perth, is quite a quite a good area, known as a good area. But there's no chance I'd let them go in there because I see all kinds yeah. of suspicious-looking characters come in and out of that bushland, and it's it's wrong. They should be able to do that.
1: Yeah. I actually had a a guy come up to me on the night after everything happened and said, I lived on the Sunshine Coast when that happened and in real time I felt my childhood change. After that happened, Mum wouldn't let me go outside and play. And he was, I said, how old are you? And he said, I'm 30. And I said, well, you're the same age that Daniel would have been had he still been alive.
0: My God. Yeah, it's just so incredible. And so, just to go back a little bit, you did this session with Lani Nalu. Am I saying that? Yes.
1: right? Lani and, Nalu. Yep.
0: Yep. And then, um, and I'm, I might pop her details in the show notes later too, because I'm Please super do. curious to stalk this chick. Oh, she's I mean, right? Yeah. And and so she told the story about a sex trafficking foundation or organisation.
1: Yep, that's her charity that she's she feels close to and. I think they're ex-police officers and Navy SEALs that go in and get people, get kids out of sex trafficking. Oh,
0: my God, we're so removed from all this shit that goes on in the world because you live in your little bubble and you go about your everyday business and you think that's something that happens in weird countries that you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. you think. That's what
1: I think. The movie Taken makes us yes. feel like that oh my because God. it's somebody that we don't know taking away somebody that we do know but it's normally parents that traffic their children because they've they don't know any other way or um it's always somebody that knows the kid normally and the kid doesn't know any different either because they get rewarded for it crazy crazy
0: and so was that what kind of Triggered you to, and that was that why you chose the Daniel Morecambe Foundation? Because you went, Yeah, that's something I, yeah, really, because that was closer to me. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so easy for so many of us to resonate with that cause. It's a beautiful cause. And I'm going to pop that in the show notes, links to the Daniel Morecambe Foundation for anyone listening that wants to make a donation as well. Thank you. Beautiful cause. And I have to ask just to change the tone for a second, we're scared no one was going to show up. Oh, totally <laughs> I
1: was guilting all my clients and the tickets weren't cheap like I said so I was just blown away how many people turned up blown away
0: yeah and can I just say let's go back to the hairdressing thing again it's <laughs> it's such a great and because uh, I sold my salon at the start of this year it feels like forever ago but it but actually wasn't that long ago and one of the biggest things that I was sad about was the connections and the people and you know because everyone always says to me god you know so many people you have so many friends I'm like oh yeah because I owned a hair salon for (laughs) (laughs) this. Yes, and it's and I did I even you know you when someone's in your chair you've got like direct access so it's beautiful and it is such a great industry for that reason I'm very passionate about it and I don't think hairdressers and hair salons get enough credit for the power (laughs) they
1: yield. (laughs) That is correct.
0: Okay. Well, I wanted to say thank you for doing that Friday night. It really was amazing. I want to recap your story for everyone. It was your 40th birthday. You'd been through this transformation personally. Yes. Um, Are you still not drinking?
1: I'm not drinking. It's been nearly three, it'll be three years in December.
0: That's December amazing.
1: December the 17th.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um,
1: yeah, so don't do any
0: self-improvement if you don't want to change lives or do about, lots
1: of hard work. I know. I'm like,
0: <laughs> can I transform but still drink? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. Your 40th birthday, you decided that instead of just throwing a, wool well, look at me party, which, by the way, is fine for everybody that wants yes, to do that, probably. I'll be doing that, but you decided yes. to do something big that made a difference. And I think even though this wasn't about you, this wasn't about you, you did this for somebody okay. else, there's still that, oh, my God, what if no one shows up? What if I put this, we all put on all this time? It wasn't just you. Yeah. There were the performers, kids, the parents of the kids, you know, the venue. What, the, what happens if nobody shows up? What if we don't make any money? Like these are the same fears that everybody has in their life on a day-to-day, you know, all the, especially women. It's a female thing, yeah. women in business. Oh, my God, what if I plan a little workshop and nobody comes? What if I do this and no one shows up? What if no one has yeah. a good time? What if people say it was shit? Well, then we learn. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, what's your advice to those people? Because you've just been through it on a big scale. You're allowed to say just pull yourself together. It's very hard
1: who you surround yourself with. It's it's very important. So when your ideas are, and you know how you start telling people, that's when you need someone a kind ear to say, Yeah, that's a great idea. Or somewhere soft for it to land could be because if somebody is really negative around you, you're not even gonna verbalize those ideas. You'll keep them inside not do anything about them but the only reason why this whole event came about was because everyone was so positive around me and they were like yeah yeah I can do this I can do that and it it was it was bigger than any one person everyone that got involved was super stoked to be there and I've, I've just been reading all the Instagram messages and everyone seemed really really stoked to be a part of it and and I'm really proud of that but it was all of us, all of us putting our time in. And
0: yeah, yeah. And I want to say thank you for, you for saying that because it is one of my biggest key messages that I am constantly preaching: is that you are only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And I yeah. speak to women in business every day, and I know a lot of them probably every second person I speak to struggles with the lack of support or the negativity that they are dealing with that around them which I find extremely frustrating I'm not qualified to deal with that I am not Lani Nalu (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it is so freaking true and I tell that over and over again and it's easy for us as hairdressers to find awesome people to attract into our lives but there's a lot of people that are working for themselves or in business and they're at home by themselves and I'm like it does get hard to find those people to fill your cup but you can find them you can find them online Facebook groups showing up at the great spectacular like I did (laughs) where I knew no one and I left with all these new friends I sat with some really really beautiful people and that was a real privilege and I went home feeling like I had you know nourished my soul so it's just being brave. (laughs) it's being brave like you were brave but you can be brave on a small scale and still find really great people to be around you (laughs) and it's the whole reason why I started this podcast was because I wanted to find people like you Alex that are kind of just everyday people flying under the radar but are doing really cool and interesting shit so thank you so much for chatting with me today and congratulations. Friday night was fucking amazing. Please thank do it again. You, lady. But I want it to be thank the exact so same songs, okay, because I really love The Greatest Showman.
1: <laughs> well, we can't do that because it was only five <laughs> and I don't <laughs> want to go through that again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go out on a high. <laughs> you nailed it. So thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for talking to me, Elsa. No problem and I'm going to pop all the links of everything I mentioned today because there was a lot in there the Lani which I'll grab off you later Alex and the Daniel Morecambe Foundation please 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 go and give them some love they really really deserve it they're doing amazing things and Alex from Norma Jean Jimmy Dean if you're up for a badass hairstyle you've got to go and check this stuff out it's amazing the work that you're doing Alex thank you so much thank you Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch.